Yeah, we're making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan, rocking a cold one in each hand. My buddy Dave and I are Americans, just making power moves, ripping heaters and chugging paps. Now he lied with no class, blowing shit up and chasing ass. Yeah, we're making power moves. Yeah, we're making power moves. And we're back. Welcome to Power Moves episode 198. I'm your host, Mike Burns, who's a pretty cool guy. Joining me all the way from Los Angeles, whoop, California, it's your boy. It's the host of the Hunk Podcast. It's Mike Brado Bradenstein. What's up, man? It's your very cool boy. Hey, yeah. I gave myself a little accolade there. I let everyone know yeah, I was I cool liked it. still. You got to ring your own bell, man. No one's going to ring it for you. Nope, nope, nope. We were talking before the show. There won't be a pregame. There will be a new episodes of Carl's Cards. Bridal's favorite racist. We'll be doing the, uh, we'll be recording that later this evening. Listen, I want to make up with Carl. I, listen, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. What's been said, what hasn't, but I just want to make nice with you, man. I'm sure you are a super cool, nice guy, and you don't hate blacks anymore. <laughs> this whole, right now, I've got a really good thing going as far as the crossovers from Monday Night Beers to my reality group of, of, of high school slash Saginaw homies slash the Brido Mix-In it's all Burns has got friends still in high school. So everybody. If you listen to beers and you listen to Carl's cards and then you had gnarly on last week and then gnarly had crosstalk that goes to Monday night beers because pot man gets mad when sex topics get brought up about like boobs and like what kind of butts you like or something. He's like, come on, what is this porkies? And me and me and gnarly like to talk about boobs and butts. <laughs> so there's uh we're, we're, ta- we're talking about like how pop man doesn't like sex talk and doesn't like boobs or stuff. So it's like, and then you got Carl ripping on you for being a, I forget bigot or something. And big, a bigot. Yeah. <laughs> Carl's ripping on you for he's you're ripping on Carl for being a racist. And I'm like, um, I'm like that Andy Cohen guy on Bravo. I just, I, I, I have the after show and I get everyone to dish on each other. It's a lot of fun. I mean, what is this? Porkies? <laughs> Look at this, Brado. I'm having a, um, this is really good. I'm having a, I got a big ball mason jar of Diet Coke filled with ice. Think how cold, think how co- it's 80 degrees out today. Think how cold and delicious Oof. that, that looks. Oof. Oh boy, oh, that man. looks nice. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I remembered that there was a two liter in my lady friend's garage fridge that she'll never drink, and I was like, "Oh man, that's going to be good for the program." What kind of ice is that? That's like machine made ice that from like a fridge. Yeah, she's got a ice maker. It's a which... real, real slender ice. <laughs> which to like? Do you have an ice maker at your home? Oh yeah, I got an ice maker. Oh my god. It's you're wealthy. Little things like this. I, I come here. Living it's like I'm in a paradise. Large. <laughs> yeah, Living large. It's unbelievable. I don't have one. I have a nice fridge, but it doesn't have an ice maker. It's 
it's just normal. When I was a when I was a kid, I thought like wealthy people had that had the ice maker on their fridge. And if you had a silver fridge, it meant that you were rich. Yes. Or if your freezer was by your feetsies instead of your head. Oh my god, you're probably wild. pretty rich. Yeah. No, I, I mean, think if you if you got like a white fridge with freezer on top, no ice maker. Yes, <laughs> that's me. My whole life. <laughs> yeah, we never had nice things for a long time. Never had nice things. By the way, I think I was talking with you about uh, saying budge in line and cut in line. I got more responses for that on this show than like anything since Pipe of the Week. So that <laughs> really, really struck a chord with people. Budge in line, cut in line. It's funny, you forget things that we talk about and then someone will like yeah. bring it up and send me a message, which I don't check the Twitter as much. I try to be pretty uh, responsive within like a two week period on pizza nacho 69 on instagram if you want to follow if you don't you can see all my stories i post stories now i used to post cool. posts all the time i just stories now it's just no more posts oh once in a while i do <coughs> i have to promote uh things so i'm all over that thing right i only have one thing to promote it's uh Monday Night Beer Show on August 4th, which I think is sold out. There may be three tickets left, unless those get scooped up. Or one super fat person. <laughs> three for one. Three I, for one. I don't think it works that way. I think I think dep- no matter what your weight, you can you only need one ticket. Oh man. I I I've been working at a, a theater, a comedy theater, and a family of like fucking sumo wrestlers came in uh like and they took up a lot of seats <laughs> they didn't have to pay twice like on an airplane no. don't there's a i worked for this that guy steve Dahl in chicago on the radio who was he's a three hundo yeah. guy he would always yeah. get two yeah. airplane seats and he had the extender and then he would uh he would have he would always pay for two seats because he, I damn, Steve Dahl is always paid for. <laughs> I damn, I don't think he'd even get, like, he wouldn't fit in the the first class seats, so we'd have to get the shit seats, but then buy two of them. <laughs> he'd always shove his fucking nepo baby son up in the overhead. How was that guy? Is he still alive? He's got to be. I I feel like I would have heard. What was his? What was the kid's name? I forget. But he had all of a sudden his son Pat Dahl. I think it was Pat. That's a very Chicago option. But all of a sudden, his son had a show, and, I, and he sucked. That'd be like, it was like obvious. Oh, it was terrible. Because that was a, that was shortly after, or within at least a small time frame of when I worked there. And that kid was coming around. He was having him do stuff. And sure, it's, it's super Nepo. And I get it. But, you know, he wasn't any good whatsoever. Maybe he worked for free. Maybe that was the deal. Nobody knows. Oh, sorry, you froze. Right, I could see that you had frozen, so I was just trying to fill. Now time. it's now it's me. Oh, we're <laughs> taking turns. Who has worse internet? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. There's no way to know. There should be. There should do a show where neither one of us have a sturdy internet connection. <laughs> Maybe that we just. That's what the whole show is: is just back and forth screaming about. <laughs> you're frozen. No, you're frozen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's what it's gonna i mean too late that's what it's gonna be this show is taking a nosedive 
one of us has to do something bad. Like, we can't just keep behaving. We need, like, some sort of bad behavior to start. Well. Like, let's say, here's what I did in the last two days. Yesterday, I went to Lowe's and I fixed my girlfriend's hose. It was leaking at the at the connection, so I, I put pipe tape plumber's tape on those and then i screwed them in good and made sure that they were sealed then i uh i installed a new shower head for her so she could it has like the x the attachment so you can take it off and like you know hose down the kid when he's taking a bath and then um this and then I made dinner, and then this morning I went to Golf Galaxy. I tried out three woods. I'm trying to decide between the Rogue Callaway, the uh, TaylorMade Stealth, and the Srixon MK2. And then I, I, I washed my girlfriend's car and detailed the inside, and then I bought stuff for dinner, and now I'm, I'm here. <laughs> this, like... this, this sucks. This conversation sucks. I do have some... <laughs> I do have some bad ones. I do have some bad ones. So, well, first of all, I will say, I always kind of thought it'd be fun to run a comedy club, but then I thought about it, and it's like, Geary was always, like, up on a ladder. Like, like in Chicago. Like, literally? And, and, yeah, literally on a ladder. Like, when I picture Geary, I picture him on a ladder. Fussing like with like cords in the ceiling and stuff. Yeah. And and then my current the owner of the place that I work now is always on a fucking ladder. And I'm and then like I was like, oh man, I guess you gotta be like a ladder guy to run a club. And now that I'm the manager there, I'm always on a fucking ladder. <laughs> I am on a ladder every day. It's part of your job. Maybe some you... projector is not working or some cord isn't going through the, the fucking place it's supposed to be going through. I'm always on this goddamn ladder. Right. I'm going to need Never... you to fall off that ladder. I'm going to need you to injure yourself and fall off the ladder. I we did. Here's, here. I, I'm a, OK. I Here's a story. I'm there. I work 50 hours a week. And I if I'm there more than 10 hours without eating, I will get mad at people. Sure. And uh so I see a guy in an Iowa sweatshirt and I go, are you from, are you from Iowa? And then he goes, yeah. I go, where about? And he's like, Eastern Iowa. And I go, what high school did you go to? And he tells me and I go, you're from blah, blah, blah. And he's like, how the fuck did you know that? And I go, cause I'm from Muscatine. And this guy goes, excuse me. And I go, yeah. And he goes, I guess we'll finish our conversation now. Like I had interrupted him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I, and, I, and I go, okay, why don't you fucking tell it outside? The bar's closed for you. And he goes, oh, power move. I go, I didn't start it. Get <laughs> I, the fuck outside. <laughs> did you really say power move? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, see? Oh, that said, would be funny. It would be funny. It's like, yeah. I am I am on power moves. I know I know more than you, you fuck face. <laughs> then you get in trubs. I looked him up. He had twenty thousand followers on Instagram, Ooh. and I 
You know, I was like, that's why that's why he's walking around like his fucking can't be interrupted. <laughs> right. He would have shut you down so fast. He would have got his yeah, phone like, out. Don't, don't you know who I am? I have tw- I perform at the Ha Ha <laughs> Cafe. <laughs> I got uh I got rec oh I was at Costco two days ago I got recognized oh. by a Monday Night Beers fan when I was oh leaving God, the I, I was leaving the the Costco and um guy that works there said Burns and I was like I'm not I'm out of town I'm in Naperville Illinois and I'll tell you what um, girlfriend was checking out and like turned around and like some this guy taking a selfie with me and nice guy named Mears. And um I was like, yeah, yeah, baby. I'm a big star. Hell <laughs> yeah, the, man. At this moment that I really enjoyed. She doesn't know I'm a nobody. But now I'm like, see, so, I like all this stuff I do, it's like you know, important. <laughs> so this th- these the following stories are all self-aggrandizing. But I burnt. I got recognized three times, four, but three are worth telling. One, I was I was training Chad. Do you know Chad Briggs? Yes. I got him a job, and I was training him how to work box office. And this guy came in. There was a line to get into this clown show. We've talked about clown. It is a thing. Yes. So at length, we've discussed clown. So I said to Ch- I so I Ch- it was Chad was checking people in and this guy comes in and he goes hello I immediately hated this motherfucker <laughs> like the Jerry Seinfeld and, belly button voice I don't know but like he's you know, like, he makes that one stubborn chick her <clears throat> belly button as a voice it goes hello okay so yeah it was he was doing that and he's like why yes I do. No. For like questioned, and then he goes up to the bar and he goes, "I will have four of your most delicious beverages." This is not on stage. This is just he's just behaving like this in public. This is guy in line for a comedy. No, show. absolutely then, not. So, so I'm making eye contact with Chad. I'm like, we hate this dude. <laughs> and then he turns to me and he goes, "Holy shit, you're Mike Bridenstine." I love your Ken Griffey <laughs> Jr. joke. Shut up. <laughs> now you're, you're. I turned on a dime <laughs> and I'm like, right this way, please. <laughs> I turned so fast and I showed him how Griffey had liked my joke. And he started jumping up and down. Oh, no. Like, and now I, I went from hating someone instantly to liking them. You know what I mean? Because all you had to do is that. Last night, I was at a bar. I was having an athletic IPA out of a thing. And this dude turns to me, and he is like, oh, how do I say this? He looks like he could have been in that scene um, where Ethan Hawke almost gets uh, murdered in a bathtub before they find uh, the wallet in his pocket. Um, I don't know if I remember that. In, in Training Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, so he, so he looks like he could have been in maybe at that party. That's that's Tuco. That's Tuco who says, "I've you never, I've had my it shit is, pushed in." 
Yeah, it is Tuco. I met Tuco so he goes, when I was in my when I was a fashion buyer. I sold Tuco some some denim pants. That's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. So so uh, baby Tuco looks at me, and he goes, "You tell the Coolio joke." <laughs> and I go, "Yeah," and he goes, "That shit's hard, bro. That shit's hard." <laughs> And he goes with the retarded kid, and like I was like, "Yeah, that's me." <laughs> He's like, "You should do that one. That one's that one's hard, bro." Yeah, and then a kid rec- recognized me from Eric Andre, took a selfie with me, and demanded I touch his nipple. Those are my three. I got recognized stories. Did you touch uh, his nipple? I did in the photo. Yeah, bare or through the shirt. Through a shirt, okay. and this guy is a he worked at NASA, JPL for NASA. Wow, I mean, yeah. should have went full bare nip, but I understand. Yeah, I I kind of improvised it, and he went with it. <laughs> you just reached out and grabbed a nip. You're just like, hey, this will be good. I, th- I was like, should we do this? Yeah. And he's like, absolutely. And I wasn't like, we should t- retake it with bare nips and <laughs> stare at him. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I do that. Some pe- people ask me to take photo with them. I was like, oh, do this with your dick in my mouth. <laughs> and I just start trying to pull there's their no, pants there's down. There's no rule that you can't. I mean, it's it's. I mean, and it's really funny unless in, the, in case you want to do it. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, funny. Like your dick's in my mouth. Uh, yeah wow okay we'll do one where i'm on my knees and then you piss on my face <laughs> it's funny right it's be funny <laughs> it's not like what i'm into it's just funny it's funny for a picture <laughs> it's a joke it's a it's a clearly i'm kidding but like just do you, are you thirsty or you, can you pee or what? <laughs> this one came out bad. Let's try me eating your ass and you're looking or turning back to the camera. Let's try that. I'm like pretending to eat your ass, right? <laughs> and then, so you just show your butt to me. <laughs> Maybe this should be the show. Maybe we should just, it should be all bragging now. Just like bragging about small little things that you're are You're not recognizing Naperville. That's very big. I hated a guy. I wouldn't have told you that story had you not told me the other one. I mean, these things happen to me constantly. You're around town. It's interesting we both work for comedy clubs now. Yeah. That's how this ends. Never would have guessed this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Every day, every day I do something that I've never done before. And it's very bizarre. I bought a small, a five-year-old boy an ice cream at Dairy Queen yesterday. Did he know school. you were gonna? Did he know? Did he? Did, was he like, "Thanks, Mister," and then you like drove off? Well, in no, the truck? he's no, he's, he's you know, he's he's around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'd never done that, and every time I was like, "All the shit I've done, I've never mm-hmm. dated anyone who had a child before." So everything is brand new. It's the first at 47 years old. All the bullshit, psychotic stuff me and you have done. There's a whole grouping of things that I've never done. And to some people, yeah. just like, yeah, well, so what? I'm like, no, that's fucking weird. It's weird <laughs> that this is happening. This is, no, you know, you know when De Niro had a kid this week? I saw that. He's 79 years old. 79 and had a kid mm-hmm. which like 
like dumbass, but like he's going to be dead before he has to deal with any problems with that child. So, I mean, I don't. He he doesn't seem ancient well, the way that like some eighty year olds like Joe sure. Joe Brandon seems pretty old, man. Right. Well, he is brain is mashed potatoes. I mean, I watched him at the the uh, what is the White House Correspondence Dinner thing, and it's like. That looked that looked pretty terrible. Oh, it's insane. How is how is he going to debate anyone unless he's got the I don't think I mean piece. I think I honestly <laughs> Yeah, but what's that, Jack? Like somebody's gonna be in his ears and be like, repeat that, Jack. Like Kam- I think that- Kamala can't talk either. She's gone no. full reach. She is just Really bad. There's no reason. There's no reason to have a debate, though. Like, who hasn't decided? You gotta have the debates, though. It's the best part. It's the best part of the whole election is the debates. It's the TV. One action. I got one guy's. One guy's a fucking batshit crazy, throwing fucking feces at the other guy. And the other guy's like, "Hey, push up contest, Jack." Yeah. I want to see push up contest, Jack stumble mumble about chocolate chip ice cream and i want to see mumble mouth kamala talk about nonsense that no one knows would like she had a stroke and i want to see psycho donald trump make fat jokes and inappropriate things and say crazy i want all of that if i have to deal with all these fucking fuck faces i better be able to see them be terrible on tv that's our only payoff I don't I don't understand like as for whatever correct bad things you can say about Clinton, Bush, this uh W Bush, Obama, they at least were like 50. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like or younger. They weren't like a thousand. You have to choose. You can be shitty or you can be a thousand, but you cannot be both. <laughs> there has to be some new ones coming. These are like yeah, but they're like Pete, that Pete guy, uh, Pete, Kamala. Pete Balsack, Balsack Jizz, whatever. Is Pete, that that guy? Pete Buttigieg, and then... Uh, Pete Balsack Jizz is nice. Bals, Balsack Jizz, and then, oh, what's that, Amy Klobuchar? They all suck. Andrew Yang, oh. we, we're going to have an Andrew Yang in the ring? I don't hate Andrew Yang, but there's zero chance. I don't hate him. But I, I mean, I hate all of them, to be fair, but I don't hate, hate him. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, politics is not interesting when you realize they're all pieces of shit. And I was like, anytime that you and I would have this conversation, I would be like, well, not Bernie. But I thought about it and I was like, if I knew Bernie Sanders, I was friends with Bernie Sanders. He would be the richest person I knew. Right. He's, by a lot. He's very, very wealthy. It's he didn't buy a lot. He didn't make all that owning a fucking shoe repair shop. You don't make that much money without doing. He sold a he sold a book. I mean, there's still there's it's not you don't make billionaire money selling a book. He's not a bill. He's not a billion. He's a millionaire. Is Bernie Sanders? I thought he had a lot though. I mean, he's got like a million. He's got a couple million dollars from selling this book. I thought it was I don't more know anybody. That. I thought it was. More I don't. I'm. I don't hang out with any millionaires on, that I know of on a regular basis. You might because that's not like a shit ton of money anymore. Anyone that's who owns true. a big house in in like Silver Lake, 
paid one yeah. and a half to two million dollars for it. They don't mean they have that amount of money in their pocket, but that's I have a friend with a two point seven million dollar house. I because I got the address and I and I, I looked up where it was and the Zillow link came up and I clicked on it and it was two point seven. I was like, good for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you doing with all that though? Like I guess in Los Angeles you have a smaller modest house if you have a two point it's not like giant but like in the Midwest if you have a two point seven million dollar house, it's like a block the size of a city block. Oh no, in, in this the neighborhood I live in, two point seven would get you uh, a quite a lot. But in Silver Lake, it's just like I don't know, your buddies your buddies uh growing up who had like a medium okay house. Their dad worked at the GM plant. <laughs> it's like pretty yeah, okay yeah. house. So, like they have a hot tub. That I th- friend. When I grew up, I thought people who had an, a second story were rich. If you had a two story house, sure. I thought you were fucking rich. If you didn't have a ranch style house, uh-huh. you were fucking Scrooge McDuckin. Oh my god! <laughs> you don't live in a bad neighborhood. It's like really like nice. I said at the top. If you ha- if you didn't have a white fridge with uh, freeze on top right now like you reaching up for that vods in the freeze or reaching down for that vods oh uh, down freeze. for it the, tells me a lot about you. down for the vod in the freeze during your uh drinko years for both of us would be optimal because sometimes you got the vod from the freeze and like you open the freeze and you didn't put it away right and it just starts rolling out maybe it falls out it doesn't break yeah, though. those are yeah, pretty tough yeah. bots but geez louise yeah. And that, yeah, everyone's got, I have a stainless steel refrigerator now. I think it's nice. I think it's like fucking nice, but everyone just has one. It's like TVs. But, TVs are just, yeah. it's like I have yeah. a big ass fucking TV. It's not expensive. I put it on a best buy card, no interest financing for 12 months. So I could pay it off in 12 months and still say liquid. And you walk out the door, not putting a fucking red cent down. And it's just like. I'm fucking rich. <laughs> I got a I got a recliner and a couch and a giant TV and a stainless steel fridge. I live in a bad oh, neighborhood. I'm rich. People are always bragging about how flat their TVs are. Not me, man. My shit is deep. <laughs> See, that's what we got to like. We got to switch this. So we need to start bragging about stuff. Deep TVs, top, fucking top tier, 60, top shelf freeze. I was going to get a 70 inch TV, but I couldn't get the I couldn't find the uh the 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 entertainment stand i wanted that would fit that so i had to get a 65 but otherwise i'd have a 70 inch tv i guess pretty somebody (laughs) somebody's the last person to buy like a fucking big screen like whatever tube tv or whatever like the like the you see them on the street every now and then like you guys just had this in your house like towards the end towards the like right before they went away like if you were one of the last people to buy one yeah. It was like two hundred dollars for. Oh, i got a good deal i got this three hundred dollar fucking bureau sized hunk of shit and like Square TV. Like 2001, I bought a 32-inch tube TV. It was the biggest TV I'd ever owned. Like, never had that at home. It was fucking... I thought it was huge. It weighed 7,000 pounds. And when you're carrying those things, it's all, like, all the weights in the front. There's no good way to carry that shit. It was... Oh, my God. I, I lived in a loft... 
apartment across from Sheffield's in uh, Wrigleyville, and there was a fourth floor walk up, and I remember carrying oh. that thing up like I was gonna fucking die. <laughs> it, no, and it's like sharp; it cuts your forearms up. And- oh my god, the whole back—it's like weighs. 500 pounds and it's every edge on the bottom is sharp plastic sharp plastic covered in dust see that's like bragging like i could man i'd fucking (laughs) man manned up that fucking tv (coughs) right up the stairs need more small things to brag about Hey, I, hey, man, aren't you that guy that all those years ago that carried that TV up those stairs? <laughs> pretty cool, man. Yeah, lived in Wrigleyville. Fucking pretty badass, huh? Now I, um, the last thing I did before the show was I made some coleslaw, and then the little one wanted his ice cream from Dairy Queen. He doesn't finish, put back in the freezer, so I took care of that. Great. Dad. They got mini helmets. They got mini helmets at DQ, or is that a Baskin Robin thing? They might, but I'll tell you, I got my Blizzard. I got a medium Butterfinger Blizzard yesterday. Ooh. Because these are the kind of things you get to do, Brado, when you're not a booze bag anymore. You do things like you go to Dairy Queen and like enjoy some fucking ice cream because you're not like, I got to get home and drink. And it had all the MLB uh, logos on the cup, and I was like, Oh, fucking sweet. I was was so excited. I was like, fucking all the logos on there. Put it on my Instagram. This fucking sweet. Oh, here. I didn't tell you this. Speaking of uh, speaking of this stuff. Okay, so part of the the comedy club is a cafe. Mm -hmm. You got a coffee and and coffees, maybe some uh, some muffins in there like daytime. Yeah, yeah. To subsidize uh, subsidize your daytime, your daytime revenue. That's exactly right. Sugar Bloom has like a nice spread of vegan and organic uh, options for people and somehow still stay moist. It's crazy pants. But I have well, to glu- know how to do, they do have everything. Do they have gluten free? They sure do. Oh, great. Fabulous. I need I have to know how to do everything. So they're like, you need to learn how to make lattes. <laughs> and so your boy who doesn't know how to do anything. We'll put like it's a whole a- can of chunky soup in the microwave while it's still shut. Like, I don't know. It said microwave for two minutes and the house burned down. <laughs> I have to make people fancy Silver Lake people, their lattes and their cortadas <laughs> and their you got avocado oh, toast in there. You got that? No, avo- no, we got no avo toast, but we should, but we should. Yeah. So if you ever, if you're ever hankering for you want to see me uh, see me foam some milk? I can do that as well. What Pretty good. The fuck is going on? What is going on? <laughs> well, uh, th- then a, a light bulb went off in our house, and, and wife is like, "Well, you're always on the ladder at work," and I was like, "Yep, here we go." So I went up, <laughs> and now now I'm ladder what guy is- in the house. <laughs> oh my god, what's happening? And this show and like, I this started- show pretty pretty good for you. <laughs> you're making lattes. <laughs> Going out for ice cream socials with children. When I started this show, I was living with Brooks. And Brooks was on the show and we were doing crazed things. We lived in a dangerous neighborhood and there was crazy people around. And Brooks was being a fucking party animal psychopath. And I complained and I was drunk all the time on the show. 
And now this is what we have to talk about. This is all you can bring to the table is that oh. you made lattes at work. Oh, burns. Oh, so I was on a ladder fixing a projector or I was trying to fix a projector that didn't work while this uh, woman whose show it was was screaming at me from the bottom of the ladder. Because mostly my job is get screamed at. And uh, and I was like, and I was like, this projector doesn't work. We're gonna have to put it on this projector. And she's freaking the fuck out. While I'm on this ladder, and then during the show, like three or four of the comics did whippets on stage. Mm. And, okay, is this clown? Probably is it clown comedians, or is this break? No, it was, it was it was a stand-up comic who had nothing to offer, so he did whippets as his big closer. I watched that then, though. I would take that over some dumbass joke if he got all fucked um, up and fell down. Uh, maybe that'd be cool. He, you would have hated him because this whole thing was nothing guy. Mm. Like he was like, he was like big outfit kind of. I don't know, but uh, there was nothing to him. He didn't have anything. But uh, I had the option to not tattle on them for doing the drugs on Seems stage. Seems legal. I mean, it's not illegal, right? But you know what I decided was illegal is yelling at me. So I did tattle on oh, them. Oh, nice. And I got their shit. <laughs> I was like, man, mapes don't yell at me. That would be a good fucking move for the guy that can get your yeah. show canceled. Yeah, I did. And. The way the amount that I feel bad about it is zero. I actually feel good about it. Is that crazy? Yeah, fuck them. That's who cares. <laughs> <laughs> I no one. I, this is gonna sound crazy. But you know how I kind of haven't had a job ever since Chicago, right? I've kind of been true. like this, this wacky dumb job, and then long periods, and then this wacky dumb thing. Anyway, no one ever treated me like shit until I had a job. That's fucking bad, I think. Like, yeah. I think that it makes, I think having a job, especially a service job, makes it should make you nicer to people because you see just how shitty people are willing to be to you. Because you were the talent, and the talent gets its ass kissed. You were, the, you were in yeah. a, even when, like when you were in a Pepto-Bismol magazine ad, I guarantee you, you were treated well on that set because no one wants to make the talent upset because if the talent goes home, it's a whole nightmare to get a new guy to sit there at a picnic table in the Pepto-Bismol ad because you got to go through yeah. casting agents and unions and all this shit. They can't just be like, well, fuck it. Uh, get that guy holding the microphone. David, come sit on this picnic table. You want yeah. fucking a couple thousand dollars for the next hour? Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've been the quote-unquote talent, if you, but like sporadically, and yes, no one, everyone treats you very nice. So in this case, uh, I don't know. People, here's who people treat nice: bartenders, and that's it. Right. Maybe chef. Maybe a chef. Some people do treat bartenders poorly, but that does not behoove them. No. Or they do treat them. They treat them like shit, and then you don't get a drink for the rest for like it takes like an hour and yeah you're you're not Here's getting the thing I, you want if someone we're a beer and wine place if somebody orders a beer and i get it for them they tip me if they order a soda or a water or like a lacroix or a topo chico mm, I like or a, topo. a gi ginger beer anything like that they do not tip me it is the same exact function 
I reach, I grab, I open, I hand. There's right. no difference. Right. Why the tip for the beer and not for the water? People don't get it. If I am at a bar and I'm like my a buddy or a girl is like, hey, will you give me a glass of water while you're up there? Sure. I tip a buck. If I if I get a pint glass of ice water for free, I tip a dollar because they provided yes. the surface. They provided the yes. service for it was my choice. People of, don't uh, people uh, don't tip for that. They're like, can you can you fill up my water bottle? Can you give me an ice water? And then they do not tip. When I go to the golf course and I say like I want two, three, four high noon tequilas, uh, seltzer drinks, whatever the fuck. I tip on those because they went and got them for me. And it's a drink. Yeah. It's how society works. It's not just I'm not buying it at 7-Eleven. I, I would tip at a Burger King drive-thru. I have. Like, because they fucking have to work at Burger King. <laughs> and if everyone who went through Burger King gave a dollar, think how much money you'd go home. You could have a living wage. Uh, yeah. Depending on where you live, yeah. For the, I mean, here, it'd be like, yeah. on top of what you already make, a buck would go a long way. When I was a grocery store bagger, and I carry old ladies' groceries out to their car, and they gave me a buck or something, I was like, this is fucking great. And if I made an extra $5 when I was in high school, that was a big fucking yeah. deal on my whatever minimum wage was then, like five seventy-five an hour or some bullshit. That's filling up your, that's filling up your car halfway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It makes a big difference. You can tip anyone. No one's going to turn down money. No. I mean, at my old tour guide job, which I had to quit. Oh, no. Uh, I was going to ask. I you never brought it up. No, I had to. I had to send them a thing that was that I said, I thank you for everything. I have no complaints. I just like can't do both. Yeah. Yeah. This doesn't pay me. And anyone understands that. Like you can't do both if. But it's nice to have consolidated. You just have one thing to do. Yeah, and I left it open in case, like, but I was, I did the math. I would have to work, like, 60 hours a week to make what I make at the other thing. But, and that's not even, like, a possibility, you know? Right, right. Like, those hours don't exist. Because it's all before, uh, anyway, it's impossible. I love having one job. I do these shows. But other than that, I have one job. And if I do my job and it's done, then I can go about my day. And I thought about this the other day because I did I did pitch another TV show. And if I sold that show, I would not move back permanently to Los Angeles. I would stay the same. I would not want to do it. It would not be fun. It would be emotionally exhausting and time-consuming and would destroy me as a person because that's what happens when you go through those processes. And I really had to think hard about what if that happened? I'm going to have to sacrifice that I'm happy, that I have a happy life and a simple life. And how much is it worth it for that chunk of money? It's worth it for the money, but it would suck because it'd be fucking hard. And I like just being an, a person with a regular just job that I do. That is an industry I like. So it made me reconsider a lot of fucking things of what happiness is worth. <laughs> and, and all the time that I spent doing things that made me unhappy. 
as opposed to I bet you're a lot more um you sleep better at night knowing you just have a job and you do your job and someone pays you money. Well, I you know how I am. Whatever my situation is, uh, that is the new problem. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. But people who say money can't buy happiness have never been like fuck. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like job has its own stress, but it's not like how the fuck am I going to do, do this anything? This, this, this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you how. You have if you had that job and you lived where I live, you wouldn't worry about a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> because you would just have enough. You wouldn't have a lot. You wouldn't have anything really nice, but you would just have enough, and that stress would go away. And that's the difference between. There oh my god! If you're not, here. if you're not, if you're, if you're, if you're not like, can I pay rent or mortgage? Y- your life is exponentially better than next thought after that you know what i mean then then like oh fuck i don't know how to use this machinery or this technology at work it's a different feeling like i don't want to mess up or something but yeah getting the basics down of like i can i know that i can afford rent is a is a much better feeling than (laughs) yeah than the alternative every month in los angeles every fucking month if I didn't have a regular like income, how the fuck? And I always did. I have no idea how that happened. Some I can't even think. Like, where did I get money from? Like, what did I, some money? Well, you just, took you took like, you got a lot of writing jobs or like, but like no, but like in, when I was broke, about... like there was months when it was like rent's due in two days. I need eight hundred dollars. Something always came up. I made like two hundred here, something here, some fucking thing came in, and then. It was all gone. And then I had like seven dollars yeah. in my checking and I would use that for cigarettes or a beer at the bar or like somebody like Vince be nice enough to buy me a couple paps and that was it. And then I went home and I was just fuck, I got some tuna in the cupboard and I hated it was so hard all the time. Every day was so fucking hard. No, that's what that's the hardest part about LA is that like there's not steady work, mm-hmm. right? And it's crazy expensive because, like, the city's run by, like, wealthy real estate developer people. Right. Or funded by. And so I remember when I was like, oh, man, how much, how much uh, you, it was at ex-girlfriend's, your ex-girlfriend's place that you kind of stayed and then famous keyboard smashing comedian lived there. Mm, yes. And I remember being like, how much is like a studio apartment? Maybe that seems like, like fun to do for a while or whatever. Right. And then, and this was, this was like 15 years ago or whatever, but you guys were like, she pays a thousand dollars a month. And that neighborhood wasn't great. No. I, I remember my mind was blown. Like Why? But now, now that now that would be cheap though. Now that apartment's oh God, probably you fucking twenty two hundred a month. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like now, it's it, imagine like for thinking a bedroom, that was crazy for a expensive. bedroom with a tiny yeah. kitchen. It's tw- yeah, yeah. twenty two hundred a month. Yeah, you can't find a like a single for that now, and I th- and that blew my mind how expensive that was. 
when I took the big room at our old place and I was uh, like spending a thousand, like I was like, God damn, I'm spending a thousand dollars a month. And now it's just, that's a good deal. I spend deal. so much more than that now. It's a yeah. good deal. I spend so much more than that. That's why I live in the this uh, Tom Hanks big uh, spacious apartment for nothing. Well, it's coming for you. If it start it starts here, it gets to Michigan late, you know. Right. But, uh, well, I, yeah. think, I think I may be zoned you're in gonna a have, low income area. I think I might be safe. That bar next to you is going to have clown shows. <laughs> you're going to have. You got birria already. You're going to have clown. You're going to have thousand dollar plus rent. There, I went to. Um, I went out to lunch with mom the other day to a place called Harvey's, which is just a a bar and grill. It's uh, there's like two of them. It's a nice place, but on the big fucking uh, marquee outside, birria tacos are here. This like super yeah. super midwestern. Yeah, like who? Most people probably don't even know what that is. But I know, but they I, will. Uh huh. Yeah. I didn't get any because I was like, I get those from the truck. I don't know if I, I'm out to out to a sit down bar and grill Midwestern type place. You know I'm getting a steak that's, and potatoes. That's so funny. I don't think I've ever gotten birria or sorry birria from a fucking like brick and mortar. I think it's always been a truck. Right, because it's probably cost twice as much too. You want the deal. You want like a la carte, inexpensive pricing. You don't want. Sit down pricing for birria tacos. You want them? Oh in my a, god! You we want have a cannabis. We have cannabis club at, at comedy at comedy place. We have it's a it's a cannabis and movie club. So people, there's a dabs bar and people get high out on the patio, and then there's a lady making tacos right there. Mm. Ooh, ooh, we wow, that sounds dynamite. Yeah, and then they always give me freebs and. Uh, I had a Freeb uh, edibles last night, and they yeah. were powerful. Yeah, yeah. Weed people are different. Doing like the... <laughs> I don't. I, I. I. I don't know any booze people who are also weed people. If at that the, makes sense. At the same time, like, do you know any like people like me and you who can have can sit sit there and have 15 beers and be like, oh, fuck, how have I had 15 beers? You know, that type of person. Mm -hmm. That person is never like, my tolerance for weed is so good. Yeah, well, probably like a, a Cornell Reed. He would be a booze and weed person. I bet Cornell Reed could have 18 PBRs and smoke like five joints. Could he? You think so? Yeah. I don't, know. I don't, see, him, I don't see him as a booze guy, to be honest. No, but. I feel like those that crew of guys all do both i always feel like high weed tolerance shitty drinker mm. high high alcohol tolerance shitty pot guy i'm sure there's exceptions i just vince i'm curious and, if that's vince and gnarly both do, both do both pretty successfully but okay. you're right the cliche is usually one or the other I didn't know it was a cliche. I thought I, I thought I was coming up with breaking ground. Maybe, maybe I just used the complete incorrect term. While we're talking about, um, let's let's have one more thing, and then we'll do the the caps on the end. Uh, let's talk about the WGA strike, Brado. 
which yeah, yeah. I am flooded with in my Instagram on a daily basis. Oh my god, the clout, the clout chasing. Ev- oh my god, clout chasing, and what's the other uh, virtue signaling? A lot of that of endless people. A lot of them friends of mine. A lot of people that I know are all picketing because they're on strike, which is they have. I don't really know what the problem is. I don't know what they're. Oh, bro, because the, oh, because they wanted it in their new contract that they won't hire robots to write fucking scripts. And the producers will not do that. They won't. They will Dude. not accept that they won't have robots write scripts. The AI write well, things. The, the, yeah, the main problem is Netflix, right? The streamers got rid of middle class, and so it's like, fuck you, pay us like, um, pay us like you pay the like the people who write for like Dick Wolf shows and shit. And Netflix is like, fuck you, and here's Robbie Pra front front row at Lakers warriors and shit like that sure and they they're just like you know netflix makes a trillion dollars a day right not paying anybody right and and then every now and then they'll be like or same as spotify every every internet thing that we're like this is amazing it's like fucks over artists you know it like everybody knows it and so they're like fucking pay the it's all going to streaming pay people and also, why are they not being uh, so? If you write for Netflix, it is not you. There's non-union work that exists there on streaming. Platforms. Oh, you're so they're on like a they're on like the old. I don't know enough about it, but there's you should not come to this show for your expert advice on this shit. But their contracts are like based off of they're outdated based off of like when streaming was nothing, and right. so people were okay with it. Kind of like after the 2008. Right when we first moved here, there was that strike. And the Producers Guild kind of undercut the writers on streaming, which was always, they're like, this is going to be an issue later. And now it's the issue. Then there's going to be a Directors Guild strike. This WGA strike is going to last months. Because it's because it's like, you can't, you got to pay people to do the shit. But don't they get paid? Like, period. They get paid though, right? Yes, on but so there's wealthy ass writers and then there's uh poor people who write for shows. Sure. Because, I was one of them for a long time. That's what I'm saying, right? So what do we get? Three hundred bucks a day, which I would I mean, which is nice or something, you know, but or whatever people were getting there. It's but it wasn't it wasn't good compared to like what the people make from the shows. I understand some of the shows wanting more money. If you write for a good show, if you write for well, like, also, but also the robot thing is pretty fucked. They want to get rid of everybody and have AI chat GPT, write crap. Like, a new season the, of full the, house or the crap, <coughs> the crap that's on um, yeah. reality type shows and just shitty stuff. So, are they just going to not hire writers anymore? Because you can do that. They can strike all they want. But if you make some shitty TV show that you can hi- that you can just have a one writer, head writer guy who like edits stuff, and then the rest of it just is this robot, done by AI, yeah. then they're just all those jobs are just gone. They don't have to right. hire you. It's right. like 
a grocery store, if you own, a lot of them are pissed off because that the heads of the studios make all this money or the heads of the networks mm-hmm. make all this money and they make nothing. Yeah. But yeah. if you own a grocery store, the guy who owns the grocery store makes a lot of fucking money. And then the baggers make shit. And now they've just gotten rid of baggers and it's auto checkout. Do it yourself. And that's the way it is. And you can strike oh, all you want. Right. But that's what I'm saying. But, but the clout is important. And here's in my estimation. And again, I want, I also want to say, I do not know enough about this. I am not in the writer's guild. I'm going off of what I've heard and I need to do a lot more reading and research about it. But I do think it's probably important that this, that there's celebrities and influencers out there with picket signs and shit in the street. Right. And that people are chasing clout and being like, I saw this celebrity out there, or I saw Imagine Dragons outside of Netflix. Because what they're going to do is they're going to make strikes, labor strikes, look cool mm-hmm. to the rest of the country. Yeah. In a way that they maybe don't, maybe like the Amazon one or the Starbucks one or like wherever the wherever the head of it is making like like joke amount of money and the employees get not as good they're going to they may be like I don't know I saw fucking Bob Odenkirk and Shelly Potemkin this morning uh or Mandy Shelly Mandy Potemkin Mandy Potemkin and Mandy Potemkin and <laughs> DJ bring that back his name is Mandy Potemkin potato and like Andy potato <laughs> and Pete Davidson and whoever else I can picture in my head at these things and all these comedians and all these people who write on shows posting to all of their followers. Right. And it's going to go on for months mm-hmm. if they still go like the teamsters want them to go. They're like, you got to go early. You can't just casually do this shit because you know, they're going to get fucking tired of, being out there but right now in this moment it looks like it's a cool instagrammy thing like posting with your mask on was in 2020 or like but are like super successful actors and writers gonna still be doing this every day for like the next fucking four five six months (laughs) right that's a question like that that's a question because there were people who were like there were people who tried on Black Lives Matter protests as a personality, right, for for a while and that sort of thing. But that like the problem is abortion looks pro pro choice um, uh, 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 protests. They were all super hot for a little while, but it, it's like if, people get bored. Paid, people like, like, people but, can't go to like this shit every day. But my thing, but the thing I'm saying is. Across the country, people get paid like shit. Yes. And if they're seeing on their social media influencers going on labor strikes, this is not good for the powers that be if they're if they're like underpaying like and exploiting their workers, right? It's possible, but there's also the angle of most people don't give a fuck about this or are even Cognizant yeah, because they're, yes, happening. they will because their because their stories will go away. 
They can't watch their stories. They watch crap. They watch Love is Blind. They watch fucking mm. reruns. They watch they'll watch Sopranos again. They'll they don't care. Like But but okay, so red states don't watch any scripted shows. I I don't think that's I don't true. think it's a red or blue state thing. I think it's that the shows there's still stuff in the hopper. And what are they going to do? Like stop what, liking stuff? Like they're going to protest Netflix like where's our shows? Like they don't people don't notice when there's not any new shows. Well, they might notice like billions got shut down. Um the new Game of Thrones got shut down. Um you know, shows that shows that people watch. Right. But I just I don't think that they the the bulk of society cares. I think it's so, it's very LA centric because I can bring this up to anybody that I know within arms and length. I don't care. They never heard of it. They don't give a fuck. They don't care. They super right. don't care. To, I'm curious to know. This is one if, of those LA things that I'm. It's just in my algorithm because of people. No one else gives a flying fuck. They're watching the NBA playoffs or baseball or yeah. bullshit reruns of there's so much entertainment no one's watched all the stuff that exists you just go and watch a new thing there's like eight shows that have like four seasons that i've not watched that are on my list i'm not gonna run out for years there's no one's like no one gives a fuck no one's gonna but i'm telling but i but i'm telling you there's after this there's gonna be a director's strike so this shit's not going away. <laughs> right. I know it's new, but it's like, it's not going away. It's like clown. Well, it's not going away and it's coming to Michigan. What? If? It's like birria tacos. It's like uh, a taco topped with no cheese. <laughs> if it's just not, onion and cilantro, if it's, baby. if it's not rectified though, they're just going to use the AI shit. And just have that. And oh, then, my God. That's going to be such people are going to be like, what did he say? Gleep glap. And uh, what now? Like they all make poop. A lot of these shows are just absolute trash. Anyway, I tried to watch that new 70s show. I made it through. Yeah. I, I think I made it through one and a half. Ep- I was like, this oh, that is one just- is that people said oh, it was that one good. Is written by AI. People said it, it is was written good. by AI. Is it really? No, <laughs> it could be. I was like, people said it was good. I I couldn't get through. Have it. you heard the the Drake AI song? No. Drake in the weekend. They have a an AI song. People are making these. Like they have the technology. Like Jenna Friedman goes on stage, and she's like, to Chat GPT, tell a joke in the style of Jenna Friedman, and then it goes through her shit, and then it spits out new ones, and she reads them and like critiques them and stuff. It's unbelievable. It's really happening. This shit is no, it's, really this is, fucking happening. It's, it's not going away, man. It's like, so if AI can come for that, for the arts, it, I mean, what's to stop? What's pop, to stop AI from doing your job? Pop country is so formulaic. It's just, I got a heart like a truck. It's being drugged through the mud. They could, AI could pump out pop country songs all day so what's long. what is everybody gonna do no they're fucked we're all fucked <laughs> i mean i remember when god damn it, eric Andre told me this joke hey, i can't I get on the, a ladder you're safe 
I can't get on a ladder. My job is questionably safe. I don't think anyone's going to use it for these purposes. The guy before you got fired for using AI. What? No, he just never came back. <laughs> but he probably, yeah, he was probably he used He used bots, yeah. Didn't work. It didn't work. That was the thing. No, it, no. Yeah, yeah. it's far He's more bad, successful bad at, now. You got to get better at bots. You know what? That guy that I replaced disappeared for a week and didn't post anything. I wonder if he had everything just botted up. And, he had it botted up. And then the bot thing malfunctioned, and he thought yeah. the posts were going out and was, like, on a yeah. beach in Hawaii or something. And just, like, yeah. I bet that's what happened. No, that's good. No, because uh, Geary goes, I, I talked to him. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I had the bots doing it. Oh, my God. Yeah, he wasn't even doing it. Jesus he was just Christ. botting it up. I, It's a lot of work without the bots, but it works better. You can't fake it i guess no you can't you can't fake a lot of this shit like i i am so i i do not ever want to see an ai movie i don't give a fuck i part of me feels like okay out of curiosity i did listen to that drake song the the thing is i know this is just the beginning of it it's like the fucking atari ass version and then it's sure. gonna come, you know, Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, right? And, and shit, but like, it, fucking, that song sucked. But I mean, you're it sounded me like, like a song. But you're telling me that, like, that new Space Jam movie, the remake, you couldn't have wrote that with AI. It's just absolute trash. I mean, you might like it. Uh, if you like it, you like you, it. You I know, like a lot of this, trash, but it's like not well written. <laughs> This will, okay, so maybe this will institute a new era of like 70s cinema where the studio system has been cracked and all these like new people are like, fuck that shit, man. The, they, they serve the bots. <clears throat> and then, you know, a bunch of good stuff comes out because, yeah, I could, they, they triangulate it for mass consumption, not only in America, but fucking China now. And mm-hmm. so it's just wild. This ver- things that have a very specific voice, I think, are which is a unique voice where someone has to be the person to write it. Also, is probably the thing that AI can just do on its own. AI could write dad boner tweets because it's so specific. AI, yeah, would they go would go through they would go through your thing, and then every Thursday it. he has to write. Really looking forward to the weekend, you guys. <laughs> every. Like, okay, so he's so excited. He's so excited for the bad thing that happens. <laughs> Shit his pants. Like they can, ate too much yeah. gluten. Ate, ate too much fucking uh, only cheese pizza. And yeah, yeah you got to bot it up. And then, and, and then <laughs> Quentin Tarantino you know, movies. A Quentin Tarantino movie. Very. Prevent, yeah. You know, yeah, I yeah, bet yeah. AI could pump out a pretty good fucking Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, two guys argue about some minutia um, from pop culture. Someone uncomfortably says the N-word fucking six to seven times per film. I just finished his book, his cinema speculation book, and he reads the first chapter and the last chapter. And in both, he does impressions of black people that he knew. It's so uncomfortable. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Don't. It's so uncomfortable. Like his mom dated black guys and was like friends with black women who dated black guys who came to the house and stuff. And he's like, this guy 
Floyd, and he's like doing the most stereotypical. I almost hey, excited. Ooh, what's up, man? Hey, yeah, yeah. It's like Robin Williams. Young... Oh God, Robin yeah, Williams. yeah, Robin yeah, Williams, yeah, yeah. black guy was not half of his act. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot like of genius. Snacka. A lot of genius stuff out of Robin Williams, but a good chunk of his career with hey, hey, what's up, blood? Hey, slip me through oh, again. <laughs> Wyatt Snack has this story of doing improv with him and some other, it was Wyatt Snack and some other uh, black improvisers on stage. And Robin Energy goes, say, man, what it is, <laughs> but, like blood. And they both were like, Jesus Christ. And like Wyatt Snack is just like, hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> and then seeing Robin, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all <laughs> right all right let's fucking let's do some power tube my show of the week is uh it's written by ai i'm watching a lot of the nba finals that's my primary tv watching right now i haven't watched one baseball game this year i won't even touch it until well, basketball's yeah. over with I can only imagine that is because the tigers are terrible they're no they're like they won like the last six games Oh, yeah, they responded well to uh, El Mago's benching. Either way, I have zero interest in baseball until the NBA is gone and the Stanley Cup playoffs. If there's not if there's not basketball, I'm watching one of those things. But I did just finish season four of Love is Blind, which was written by AI on Netflix, and um, moved on to season two last night because at the end of a hard day of being a great dad dad mom need to just wind down with some mindless tv and can never agree on anything or like decide on anything because you only have an hour and then you got to go to bed so watching a lot of love is blind that's where i'm at everyone just okay feel free can to I pull something it's all over for old bernsey you are drinking weak piss <laughs> The real shit, the real mainline shit, I've been told, and this is backed up by experts, Love is Blind Australia, start with season eight. Okay. And I'm told this, and it's 40 episodes a season or something crazed wow. like that. And I'm told by all of the reality show heads that this is the show they've all been looking for. Uh, Love is Blind Australia. But you cannot, I need to I need to re-edit. This comes from Lindsay Adams and Mike Carosa, who Mike Carosa screams up and down. He has like a, a bachelor podcast. He's like big into reality shows. And this is like the Valhalla, but it is not start great season one. I got to remember the season where I'll, I'll text you when I, when I, listen back but love is blind australia is the droids that you've been looking for okay that's good to know because i only did i'll move on to that after season two because i heard season two of love is blind is better than the season four was pre pretty bland but season two is already far and away a superior product but if this australia season eight is what you say it is then Oh. I think it's eight from eight on is like bananas. Okay. I, I did see that pop up in my alg on Netflix from the AI. So, <laughs> Prado, what are you watching? Tell me something that is uh, has a little more substance to it than the garbage that I'm dumping into my brain. Because I was uh, with Tarantino's book, he mostly talks about 70s movies. 
and I have not seen a lot of them. Uh, there's a lot of terrible revenge type movies that I've been watching in the past couple weeks, but I'd never seen Death Wish. That's fantastic. Holy shit. I'd never, yeah. I'd never seen Dirty Harry. That's fantastic. I'd never seen, oh, fuck. I got to look at the name of it. I'd never seen the original Walking Tall with Joe Don Baker. Yeah. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but I kind of loved it. Uh, let me look at, I need to look at the. If you enjoyed Death Wish, Death I would, Wish. I would, you should get into a Death Wish 2, Death Wish 3, get into a Mr. Majestic, dig into those Charles Bronson movies. Those are fucking dark and violent. Where you, Death Wish is pretty fucking dark, isn't it? Like it's not. Yeah. It's, oh, it's like, oh my God. Wow. And one of the, one of the rape guys is Jeff Goldblum. Yes. It is Jeff with a headband on <laughs> It is dark God. shit. If you've never watched any of those, I oh, all of the revenge, you. all of the revenge movies. Something real heinous has to happen. Uh, Rolling Thunder is another one that I watched. They this guy comes back from Vietnam after being a prisoner of war. He's a guy from Knots Landing. Like I recognized his face from like my mom watching that on TV, whatever. Uh-huh. But so he comes back. He was a POW in Vietnam. And he's given like this reward money for every day that he was imprisoned. They put a silver dollar in this thing. And so they were, they handed him this thing. So he gets like $2,000 in silver dollars. Well, these bad, like bad dudes, these Acuna boys come up from Mexico and they want these silver dollars. And so they start beating the shit out of him and he still won't give up where the money is. Cause he's been in that fucking POW camp. Uh-huh. Place. You cannot break him. Been to the dance. <laughs> so they, so they stick his hand in the the garbage disposal. Oh my god! And they turn it on. Then they kill his family in front of him. <clears throat> so he goes and gets a hook hand, learns how to use it. Very cool. Sharp, sharpens it to a tip, and uh, gets all of his weapons. Gets this cherry red Cadillac convertible that they gave him when he came back from the war. And he goes out on a fucking revenge spree with his best friend, young Tommy Lee Jones. I think that Rolling Thunder, it's, if you haven't seen it, it's free on Tubi, I want to say. Rolling Thunder from 1970-something. And listen, it is not a perfect movie, but it uh, Tarantino calls it the best revenge movie of all time. Love it. And I... I had a pretty good time with it, and I probably think about it more than the more famous Death Wish and Dirty Harry and Walking. I don't. I actually don't know if Walking Tall is famous or if just The Rock's remake of it is famous. But yeah, that Joe. It's a pretty fucking terrible movie. With like, it's Christmas Day and they're outside in Tennessee. They're supposed to be and like all the leaves are on the trees and it's sunny outside. And it's just like guys. Did none of you check what the weather would be like? Maybe. <laughs> no, I think that people would. That seems like you take the boy to go see Walking Tall, you know, in 1972 yeah. and a couple popcorns with the old man. That's a real yeah, yeah. movie, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that and um, I started the Tupac docuseries on Hulu and I really never was a Tupac guy. Wife is like, why don't you like Tupac? And I, okay. I felt like you had to decide. 
between Biggie and Tupac when mm-hmm. I was in high school. Yeah. And I chose Biggie because I liked his music more. I liked Changes. I liked California Love. I didn't care about Brenda's Got a Baby or Dear Mama or I Get Around. I thought he was like... Yeah, those are from... Um... Uh, Tupacalypse now and then it's strictly for my n-words which he's yeah. a little more conscious and then he gets into the death row era where he's doing stuff yeah. like how do you want it with Casey and Jojo where he's drinking they're drinking uh, champagne out of vaginas in the video which is a lot of fun <laughs> I, I just never I, I thought he dressed stupid I thought the thug life tattoo is weird and girdles, I, wear like leather girdles, leather, leather, fucking gir- yeah, leather bustier, like leather vest thing, <laughs> dominatrix like, what you- vest with a t-shirt yeah. underneath. Yeah, you he looked like that that famous thing of him leaning out the window with his whole body flipping off the camera. Like I th- I just thought he was lame, but I I always thought he did well. I thought he was like handsome and everything, but like I I. I would have rather been Tupac than Biggie, but I liked Biggie more. Tupac was in good shape. Did, did the guys like that? Like, when did did they work out, or is he just natch? Like, I, I feel think like... that I I I have a feeling he. I, I mean, there's plenty of footage of him in high school at that performing arts school, and he, you know, he's in good shape. Right. He's I, just. I always just natch. wonder when I see people like that. I'm like, when does this this guy seems to just smoke weed all day and like drink cognac? When is he, Although, is he going to the there, gym? Does he have a gym membership? There's this comedian named Jamal Neighbors, and he's jacked as fuck. And somebody is like, you're in really good shape, man. And he goes, thank you for saying that. And he's like, he's like, do you, then the guy goes, do you work out? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking? Of course I do. You think I look like this? <laughs> right. He's, I have seen him. He is, he is, he's got a good body on him. He's got a good body. Let, tell him I said so. You tell him, Brad O'Burns said you got a good body. I'll tell him. Let's do some power grooves and get out of here. My song of the week is Aneurysm by Nirvana off of Incesticide from 1992. I was forever a person who had had enough of Nirvana because, first of all, a good portion of it was played out, and then he fucking killed himself with the help of Courtney Love. And it just was too much. It was on the MTV all the time. And it's just like, I can't, I don't like the sound of this band anymore. They bother me just like a lot of other bands that were played out by my friends like Pearl Jam. But as time has gone by, there's some song like I never just dove into the Incesticide album. I listened to a lot of Stone Temple Pilots, a lot of, a lot of Pearl Jam, a lot of Soundgarden. um, And, I never really absorbed some of this stuff. And so I'm dipping into some deeper cut Nirvana things like that one song from the Batman movie, which I think is fabulous. I've talked about it on the program. I listened to that song Something all the, the time because yeah. I never, yeah. ever fucking listened to that. I did. I, I heard the hits and I wasn't a fan, like a big fan. So I didn't listen to the stuff that wasn't on the radio all the time. And yeah, and fucking uh, aneurysm off incesticide 1992. I would have been a uh, little 16-year-old Mike Burns at the time. Nice. What do you listen to, Brad? Okay. okay. 
I a lot of music is on constantly for intros for uh, comedians, or it's on in the cafe, or I got to pick a playlist. Every now and then, a song will hit me. This is what I did last time. As I picked a song that just hit me right in the moment, it just hit my ears correctly. And that song this time was King of Wishful Thinking by Go West. Yes. I don't give a I don't give a fuck what anybody has to roll your eyes, motherfucker, listening to this. If you put that on and you're with two other people, oh, they'll start singing it if you do. That's a good time had by all. King of Wishful Thinking by Go West. I can't listen to that without singing along. I pretend my shit's not stinking. That's a good one. It's a lot I of like fun. That AI can't write that. AI couldn't write that song. That song's out of left field. There's no I'll way to write that song. Sh- Another thing, that fun thing that I want to just, I don't know how to make it work, but. Oh, what a night. January 6th, 2021. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. Who's on the um, program? The, the hunk oh program still doing that oh my God. are you too busy yeah, yeah, yeah. climbing on ladders <laughs> well from from my ladder I, who do i have mike carosa renee godier Lindsay adams james fritz fabulous and when you listen to this tomorrow you'll be able to enjoy also on the patreon a new episode of carl's cards which is overloaded with horrible things and much more uh in-depth and aggro program than Power Moves is currently. Oh, I forgot. I don't know if I mentioned this, but if you would like to pre-order my book, mm. Burns and I Burns and I both published authors. Yes. I I have a book that you if you type in my name to Amazon or Barnes and Noble, you can pre-order my book about the Chicago comedy scene with interviews from your boy Mike Burns and your boy Brido and probably other people who have been on the show, including Nate Craig, CJ Sullivan. Uh, I don't know who else. Bronger, <laughs> Kyle. Bronger, Kyle. Um, plenty of people. The scene. If you want to read about the scene that Burns and I came up in, that is the book that I wrote during COVID when I had nothing to do, and so I started interviewing people as a passion product project. And yeah, now you can finally pre-order it. I'll probably be coming to Chicago to promote it in the fall. So please pre-order it. And thank well, you. That's fabulous. You. I'll be able to see you. I'll zip on in. Zip yeah. on in. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a we'll have a time. We'll have some. Uh, I'll get I, wasted, I'm, and then I'll say I'm, I'm not trying, going to, and you won't have any drinks. But that'll be cool. Too. Could could be none of them, but so far. Kyle, Beth, and Kumail said that they would come in and do an event there. Oh, that'd be fantastic. It'd really blow it I out. Mean, I'm very proud of you. It looks very real. You know, until you see it on Amazon for sale and the cover's great, I'm like, this is a real book. This is really happening. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's you're, really happening. You're going to sell a bunch of them. You're going to sell a bunch of them. There's a fucking huge, tons of comedy nerds out there that will love that fucking book. I would. I if was I was asked, a young comic, I, was asked, I would read the. I would read, if I was a young comedian. Me, if that book came out, I would read that thing like four fucking times. It, there's a lot of information in there about like why stuff worked, why stuff. I I like wanted it to be a little bit for like for nerds. Like why why did this scene work? Why did why did this open mic that everybody talks about? Why was it good? Like stuff like that. 
Um, so people can try their best to recreate it in their own scene if they if they would like to. Great. Very proud of you. Very proud of you. All right. Thank well, you. I got a skedaddle. It's the um, it's the old lady's bead. I'm making. Uh, I got a. I got a lamb rack that I'm doing. So make those lamb lollipops. I got a couple of little uh, petite lobster tails and some shrimp. I'm gonna grill all those. And uh, I got some asparagus. I made some coleslaw bridal, extra creamy, just for you. Thank you. Thank Very you. exciting. Very exciting. Yep. And that was the show. Love you, Brido. This is no. Love I wish too. I did something bad. Maybe in between now and next week, I'll do something really bad. I'll Could try. you please for I'll, me? Maybe for I'll me? try. I'll. I'll go back to Saginaw and um, I'll go to the Scottish Inn and like, eh, you know, like do something ridiculous. That should, eh, it's probably going to happen. I'll make a point of it. Thank you for the weekend, you guys. Got football on TV. My girlfriend, you see sleazy. Favorite kind of beer is free. I'm just making power moves. Sipping some natty lights. Late nights and bar frights. Rocking the Winston lights. Just making power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves. Just to a Detroit groove. All American dudes. Just making power moves. Yeah, I'm making power moves. Rocking a Detroit groove. Just some American dudes. I'm making power moves. I'm making power moves.